welcome back, everybody. It's time once again for another episode of Driven by Design. The one show, maybe the only show that shows you the future of design and the future of transportation. One conversation at a time with the man who knows everybody and loves to converse with new people doing new things. Our new host today here, Brian Thompson, who's brand new to this. (laughs) We fired him after the last show. He's got a brand new one because you know what? She's getting tired. Um, Welcome, everybody. I'm actually really excited uh, today because this is the first time we have ever interviewed a family business that deals in automotive. Now, I think this is really fascinating. So we've got Jim Mari, who has Zero Electric. That's his company. But... This is a special story because it's not only growing very quickly, uh, but it's a family-run business. So welcome to the show, Jim. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you guys uh, inviting me into your show. As my grandpa would say, thanks for being had. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) And he only told that joke 300 times. Um, So, Jim, I I really do. You know, this is so cool. You you know, I've I've been on the line for 25 years. You don't see family-run businesses like this, so I'm right off the bat. I'm just curious about that. Is this a is this a company you yourself started? Tell me the reason for it. So um, it, it's a great question, and we get this question a lot, especially with um, you know Carolyn, who is our CEO, running the company, and um, my wife and and my son Charlie, who is our chief data scientist. But um, really, the company was was founded you know through Charlie's inspiration. Uh, he started uh, getting into car design. And uh, we started talking about some intellectual property back in probably 2016. And mm-hmm. uh, he came up with some great designs. And, you know, we just watched him kind of go through the, the iterations, went out to Purdue for a year, spent uh, a year out of college uh, working on his engineering degree, uh, was, was visiting us back at uh, Arizona and uh, found ASU as a, as a great home for him and, and found more inspiration at ASU. And all of a sudden, you know, he was writing a patent and uh, he was actually getting a patent through ASU that uh, they, they found to be quite important to them. And, and then all of a sudden we started looking at different patents that uh, we can start applying for. And we, we started applying for these patents and we found ourselves right in the middle of a conversation about let's go build a company. And um, we had, you know, an opportunity to, to work with an EV. We own a Tesla and operated a Tesla for the past, you know, several years. And, uh, you know, from an engineering side, great great product. I think Elon's done some great things, but we found a lot of inefficiencies that we felt we could overcome and really build trust between an EV platform and its driver and, uh, and the entire family. I mean, you know, we've taken the car out to California, um, had to, you know, stop three times. It's a very painful process. And, you know, we decided, Hey, we're going to go out and embark on a vehicle platform that can get to, you know, Arizona to California with no stops. Yeah. So a lot to unpack here. This is fascinating. So the essence of the company, then, if I understand correctly, you are your your aspiration is to be an OEM, an original manufacturer equipment, uh, original equipment manufacturer, meaning a car company. So, because a lot of companies that start up, they'll do something like the technology or the AI or a platform, and then they'll lease that out. But you guys are going full tilt boogie, right? You have design. You mean you're creating fully turnkey vehicles is the goal, right? So our goal is is really twofold. One is we have a, a conversion uh, kit because we recognize the value of you know EV and and NOx compliance and regulatory you know challenges to really you know get ourselves you know more emission sustainable. Right, we we under, have to understand our sustainability objectives, 
I think from you know local to enterprise to state and federal government. So we're working with our commercial customers now to really get them into more of an, a sustainability model through our conversion kit so we can take an ICE vehicle and turn that into electric. We do have our, our overall mission statement, though, is to you know build a, a complete platform, meaning that we're going to have a full vehicle platform that we can bring to market that really is you know focused around sustainability and you know working through our our, our technology platform, bringing a 600 mile vehicle to our customer, letting them drive the vehicle and feel confident when they you know drive it from here to grandma's house. They don't have to stop three times. Um, when you go pull into a charge station, you can actually charge you know within. 30 minutes rather than, you know, an hour and a half. So we want to take a lot of that anxiety and fear out of, you know, owning an, an EV and, and bring them, you know, into a more comfortable, trustworthy space as they would, you know, driving their iced vehicle today. Yeah. And um, just for our viewers to understand, so the anxiety that you're talking about is range anxiety. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. electric car because they're afraid they're not going to be able to get to where they need to go. So right. um, on your website, you have three vehicles on your homepage Two, mm -hmm. uh, I would call them like hatchbacks and then a, uh, I suppose it's a sprinter van that's been converted. It's it's actually a conversion, yeah. So it's a class three van. So we're working within the class three, I'd say, vehicle architecture. So anything that's in that class three range is is you know it could be a, a Mercedes Sprinter, it could be a Ford Transit, it could be a Dodge. I mean, there's several classes of vehicles that really fit, or, or vehicle types that really fit that class. And so we found that this is a great opportunity because there's so many of them around. You know, from the mom and pop shops to the bakers to the AC heater, plumbing folks, all the way up to the Amazons who, you know, bring goods and, and services to our homes. So we we really felt this was a great class of vehicle. Um, each vehicle itself with a diesel motor produces about, oh, 100 pounds of CO2 emissions every single day. And so for us, we, we really want to focus in on those vehicles that are, you know, high polluters. Um, let's get those guys converted over to electric. Let's start reducing some of those CO2 emissions. And, and focus on, you know, being more NOx compliant, you know, across the entire state and local government. Yeah. And, and so if I understand correctly, that would be the conversion vehicle. Now, the vehicles that are the two little hatchbacks, those are vehicles that you designed in-house? Is that correct? Right? Yeah, those are all vehicles that we designed. Matter of fact, uh, Charlie uh, designed the original, what we call the Trident platform. So the Trident is our, is our SUV. And uh, that vehicle design was um, organically developed, designed right here at Zev. And uh, Charlie was the original designer, and that vehicle now has been through you know several iterations. Um, we have a full alias model, and we actually are working with a, a company out in California to go build that vehicle for us. Great, great. Okay, so yeah, the, and for people watching, there are vendors in California that often will build prototypes for exactly. uh, all the car industry, they, um, and so a lot of companies will come out here to do that. That's exciting space to be in. So right now, if I understand correctly, you are in the space where you've you've got the design, you've got the ideas. You're now in execution mode. You're building prototypes. That's that's the biggest challenge, right? To to really bring it to market. But you're doing it the right way. Uh, you know, even Elon uh, with a, Tesla started with a little uh, a car that was basically a Lotus, right? With exactly. A, a beautiful little car, and that's what get them off the ground. So this is a good, you know, this is a great way to to start this. Let me ask you, um, because this is a design show and it's about inspiration. Um, what is it like working with or working for? your son's vision. I, I just love this story because that is like the, it's like the inverse of a mom and pop shop. Yeah. Gun shop and the mom and pop are on board. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's actually, it's, it's probably the most compelling, you know, part of my life. You know, when you think about, you know, raising your child and, and putting all the things you've done 
into your, your child, like we have, and, you know, now seeing his inspiration come to life and listening and, and really following his footstep. I mean, he's, um, his design inspirations are incredible because he really understands the problem as a whole. And, you know, not only does it, you know, the design have to be appealing to car buyers, but we also need to make it aerodynamic and, you know, efficient, um, things that EV companies really need to think about when they're actually bringing a design, you know, how do, how do you design the wheels? For example, are the wheels going to be more efficient, less efficient, you know, at different speeds, um, you know, an overall range model that he's created really applied, you know, to his designs. And it was, it was fascinating. And, and again, very inspiring for us um, as, as parents, as, um, you know, co-founders of the company, as now leaders of the company, it's very inspiring to watch, you know, his design come to life and yeah. obviously, you know, really see him, you know, grow as the human as well. You must be very proud. I mean, that, I can only imagine what that's like to see, um, you know, like job well done, dad and mom, you know, like, I guess. Well, and, and we want this for other parents out there too. I mean, you know, it's amazing yeah. what these kids can do now. I mean, you know, we're, we're also finding just, you know, the work that he's done at ASU and, and the, and, and the way that he has found great colleagues and, and, you know, professors that he's worked with. It's, it's great to see the inspiration really come through where, you know, he's got the, the colleagues and the support system. And, you know, we've got, I don't know, five or six ASU students at our company now that he's all pulled in. Yeah. So you can just see the camaraderie and, and, you know, bringing that experience and bringing that inspiration back in, you know, really provides a great service to these young kids too. These young minds are, are the future. They're, they're yeah. progressive, and, and, they're thinking outside the box. Arizona State is a great school. A lot of people don't know that, especially for tech, tech, technology and design. I, yeah. I uh, was studied architecture at Arizona State for two years. And I remember it was a very different school uh, than the rest of the school. Not that the other school was bad. It was just very proficient. And I okay. think it carries that forward. So that's really great to see that it's, it's doing well. Um, so let's dive into something, some questions I would have about manufacturing. So, you know, when you're, so the questions I want to ask you about, like building the cars. So one of the challenges with a startup, and I, you know, I've, I've worked with many startups after leaving Nissan to lead the design process, where a lot of startups run into trouble, and I'm not saying this is you guys, but a lot of startups that what they don't sort of look for when they're out there is the actual manufacturing of the car is so much more complicated than it appears. Um, or if you haven't done it before, it, it's way more intense. And that's kind of where the money can run out. Are you guys at the point now where you're develop you're developing relationships with like tier one suppliers? Have you identified a place where the car is going to be made? Um, I'm just curious about that part of the business. Yeah, so we um, we've actually had great success with our tier one suppliers, and yeah. so on the EV, what I'd say on the EV infrastructure, chassis infrastructure, we have absolutely an amazing relationship so far. I mean, for a young company, I can't say enough about our team and, and their execution with you know, huge tier one suppliers, both in battery supply, as well as in EV motors, which are really two key components that we need to, you know, manage throughout the entire vehicle platform. In terms of, you know, body manufacturing, uh, we do plan on contracting that out. We're not going to go into the business of, you know, trying to compete with General Motors or Ford or, you know, Dodge or Chrysler or anybody else that's out there really has the scale and the infrastructure. They've already invested hundreds of millions of dollars into that, you know, that stamping equipment that they need in order to get these bodies you know, built. What we can do though is take our mold and, and hand them to somebody like a GM and bring that back into our, our contract, you know, manufacturing model that allows us to scale and build this, you know, distributed model where we can take this, you know, here in Arizona and take the same exact factory and put it anywhere in the world, you know, using, you know, one of our, our franchise partners. You know, we're planning to franchise our manufacturing now. First time it's ever been done in the car industry. 
But um, it's a unique idea where we can use, you know, a lot of the, the digital composition now that we have built into our, our cloud system and take this and use this with, you know, other partners that we want to install a Zev branded, you know, manufacturing facility in, you know, Saudi Arabia. If we want to go to Western Europe, we can go to Italy, Spain, and go other parts of the U.S. and really start leveraging the strength and, you know, a lot of the local, you know, businesses, uh, local labor pools, you know, increasing the skill and obviously local cash as well, because you want to keep the cash local in those communities. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I think that's the challenge. You know, I think the 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 type of manufacturing always depends on the numbers that you want to produce, what the aspirations of exactly how many. So, like, you know, I I, I led design in a little company that tests actually in Phoenix at Neuro, and you know that they, they they a lot of their work will be done, of course, in China. The actual building of the car, you know, is done by a car company. Right. It's a very smart way to do business. Whereas like a Zoops, uh, Amazon's taxi, I, I love the design of that project too. It's more of a local, smaller manufacturer. You know, there's a manufacturer in Phoenix, they're called Local Motors. I don't know if you're yep. familiar with them, but they do very low run. Very right? Yeah, really cool work they do. But then, you know, so I love what you're saying that you're sort of localizing it is what it sounds like. Um, exactly. And, and by creating what we call micro manufacturing facilities, um, it's not our capital. It's, it's really partner capital that we can actually put back into communities where we can localize this, the Zev brand capabilities, Zev brand vehicles, and deliver those vehicles local to those markets. You know, two things. One, I love the fact that we're bringing, you know, uplifting the economics, you know, within those, those local facilities. We've got local skill sets that we're pulling up. So we're going to continue to educate and see those skill sets grow. And we're putting capital back into those, those local communities and we can service vehicles locally too. One of the bigger challenges that any EV company has, Tesla included, you know, they're, they rank the lowest on JD Power for service. Um, mm-hmm. He's the most powerful, you know, car manufacturer in the right. world. And they're lowest. Um, yeah. The reason he ranks the lowest is because he can't connect with those customers that buy in rural parts of the world. And, you know, they suffer. They suffer, you know, for five, six months before they see a body panel. We well, want to provide those services locally. Yeah, it's true. And there's different tastes and different, you know, that's a huge thing. That's a huge nut to crack, so to speak. It is. Um, it's, it's a significant challenge. But again, the pandemic, we taught, we, lo- we learned a lot through the pandemic. I mean, obviously, it caught us by surprise. And yeah. we also found that having centralized supply chain hurts the entire, you know, ecosystem. As we're still seeing. And the fact that we can democratize and really focus on how we can scale businesses, you know, within the entire world, it gives us now a chance to deliver and continue distribution of, of vehicle products, supply chain, anything that we need to service those customers anywhere around the world. Yeah, that's a really compelling uh, business model. I, I I can see how you're finding niche ways to, to make it target. Exactly. So, and you couldn't do this 10 years ago. No. You didn't have the cloud capabilities, right? You, you now, you, you've got AI, you've got ML, you've got edge services, you've got you know, IOT now that is, you know, fundamentally part of every business. We have, you know, industry 4.0. We have all these different services we can take advantage of that gives us the QC capabilities that we can, you know, manage anywhere in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. My entire job has changed uh, since the pandemic. I now have a you know, virtual reality helmet here that I do all of my design work in. Whereas, you know, before I was flying up to Silicon Valley on a private plane every other week, you know, and it's like, wow, what a time saver that is, right? Like just to have time at home just to do it. So, it's really an exciting time. So as we get near the end here, uh, I really want to give you time, first of all, to tell people how to find you, which I'll do. But more importantly, <clears throat> put yourself five years in the future. It's a dream state. What's happening? What does it look like? What does, does that look like? Uh, dream state, five years in the future. You know, my goal right now in, in five years is that uh, we're, we're building a fantastic business. 
We have employed, you know, 600 people here in Arizona. We've got a great democratized model where we've got, you know, we're touching and delivering vehicles all over the globe. We're touching people's lives. We're reducing, you know, emissions. We're really pushing the envelope when it comes to technology innovation, when, when we're looking at EVs, even moving away from battery sources, you know, finding other, you know, sources of power that we can deliver to vehicle and mobility. And again, I think our, our goal in life is to not only create great designs and, and and uh, embodiments of, of EVs, but really drive, you know, the CO2 reductions that we want to all see. I mean, there's one thing I will say that I, I hope to see in five years is what we saw during the pandemic. When everybody was home, we could look across the valley, you know, we look across California, anywhere you were sitting, you, you could see clear air. And, you know, that. the fact yeah. that we can actually touch and, and realize that is something that we want to uh, embark on every single day here at Zev. Clear the air, man. I love that. That's a great goal. For them. That could be your business campaign, right? Yeah, that could clear be the air. I mean, we, we never, I mean, it's something that you you really take a moment. You almost pause for a moment when you're driving, you know, when you're out there in the pandemic, you know, time period. You're driving for a moment. You just see that mountain range, you know, the San Bernardino. Yeah, first time. Example. First yeah. time, right? I mean, or, you know, you're looking out to the ocean and you just see this incredible clear air. Um, yeah. We saw it here in the Valley of Arizona. I mean, it was amazing. And um, once you once you taste it, once you touch it and feel it, you want it every single day. And yeah. the only way to do it is is doing what we're doing. Doing what you guys are doing. Well, that said, how do people find you guys? Are you um, on social media or a website? What's the best? Yeah, we do have some social media. Um, you know, we're we're um, uh, very quiet so far. We haven't been out really marketing uh, heavy with our company, but uh, we're an engineering company. Uh, most of our our company right now is 100% engineers. Uh, we do have some sales and marketing, but uh, it's it's very small. But uh, you can find us on the web www.zeroevcorp.com, and uh, you can definitely find us on LinkedIn. We're we're uh, very busy on LinkedIn. You can find us on uh, I think we do have a Twitter page, as well as uh, a Facebook page. So um, please check us out. Um, we're we're engaging businesses right now. We're really working on the commercial fleets, and we're excited to you know continue down this mission of reducing CO two. I'm excited for you. I got your website right up here. I'll put it in my favorites. Um, yeah. Really impressive stuff. Thanks for taking the time. And, um, you know, let's stay in touch. Always love Absolutely. to see you. Absolutely. Yeah, by all means, reach out anytime. You're welcome to come out to Arizona. We'll take you around for a little ride in one of our chassis. As long as we can go to the Sugar Bowl and get ice cream at that, the, the world's oldest ice cream parlor. That's my favorite. You're good. Awesome. Sale. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. <clears throat> ZeroEVCorp.com, Zero guys. Check it out. Awesome. Thank you, friend. And there you have it. Another great reason why you got to tune in each and every week to Driven by Design. Right here in Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Streaming live from the University of California, Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center. 